Okay, this is Cool Nerds Unite, and today we're talking about strong leading ladies in film and television. I'm your host, Amber Marie, with Cool Nerds Unite, and today we have our special guest host once again back in the building. My name is Kim Bond, and I am very thankful to be here. (laughs) I love the enthusiasm. Little Miss Kim. Hey, everybody. Um... So, you know, the subject of this is about women in film. Women in film, strong female leads in film. Mm-hmm. Okay, so where do, okay, I think we should just start with, okay, so in general, what comes to mind when you think of a strong leading lady in film? The very first thing that comes to mind. Honestly, and this might be a controversial statement. We love controversy I, here. I, I think of, I think of um, Holly Berry and Catwoman. I don't know why. Please elaborate on that, because um, I know, right? I I need explanation. Why I okay. have no idea. I think it's because, <laughs> and like I said, this is all biased. I think it's because when I was really young, I saw it, and when I watched it, I was like, "Wow, I want to be just like her," and it empowered me. Now, as I get older, obviously, there's a lot more implications with the film, and of course, it's overall. Um, worth but you know it you know as a kid it really inspired me and it made me really feel more secure with my gender and my you know and being like oh that's awesome like I want to be like her and of course I was like God, how old was I like a teenage like maybe 11 that movie came out I know it was like middle 2000s I think maybe yeah. single digits maybe 2009 2010 mm-hmm. somewhere in there yeah. But I kind of get where you're going with it because yeah. overall, I think the movie itself was horrible. Yeah, it was. But <laughs> yeah. I said it. It got a Razzie and Halle Berry took it with pride. But um, I think even though I didn't like the movie, I kind of like the woman empowering aspect of it, if mm. that makes sense. So, and yeah, me too for a while. You know, I was, I had the hair, Halle, Halle Berry hairstyle for a while back <laughs> when I, my hair was all permed up and everything. I had to cut everything. I liked it. Mm-hmm. So... I do like that aspect of it, but one of the things that bugs me, and this isn't just about the Catwoman movie, this right. is something that I have an issue with women clothing, period, when it comes to crime fighting and superheroing, and I think you know where I'm going with this, yeah. is how how can a woman <laughs> be a proper warrior or a proper battle-ready opponent if her armor is basically a bikini? Well, and you know what's... That's not protecting anything it's clearly catering to the male audience because hey look how sexy she looks even though this is clearly not protecting anything the outfit was dope but what exactly is this outfit protecting (laughs) flexibility but if it doesn't it doesn't serve a function okay take for example the women of what was it wonder woman the first wonder woman movie that came out Mm -hmm. yeah and how you know their battle armor is like it's not really protecting anything it's meant to just look cute appealing there's nothing about it that's actually protecting your body from harm and that's kind of my issue with a lot of films that portray women as bad a's i can't say that other word but um they're always presented in sometimes these skimpy outfits that they look cool but when you think about it they're not really serving a basic function as far as protecting them so, like I said, Halle Berry's outfit was cool in Catwoman, and it was appealing to the character. Blah blah blah. I thought it was nice, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's it's stuff like that in general that that just bothered me. Yeah, like like I said, you know, retrospectively, as we grow up as women in this modern age, you know, you look back 
and you see kind of all the problematic issues that come with it, especially back in the early days. Nowadays, we're a little bit more conscious of our decision making when it comes to women in media. Not as much as we might hope, but it's starting to go in a progressive direction. Yeah. You know, Wonder the new Wonder Woman is a great example comparing mm-hmm. to contrasting to what you were just talking about with the older first Wonder Woman. Yeah, I feel like they kind of realized what was going on and maybe mm-hmm. they even pay attention to certain reviews and the critiques of it and they went back and said, "Okay, well maybe we can't fix this." Because believe it or not, women can still be sexy without actually looking sexy. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is they don't have to wield a sword they don't have to be overly sexualized Mm -hmm. and um sorry that's my phone guys my (laughs) phone is ringing so (laughs) phone check phone check check. it was me calling (laughs) but um there are other things that make women sexy her brains her charismatic behavior there are other things that i think that make female female if that's if that makes sense in any way yeah Well, and, you know, unfortunately, this is kind of coming on, on, you know, sex appeal is almost synonymous with female leads, especially, you know, Uh, if you look back and but nowadays it's starting to shift away from that. I noticed. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is something that we have to really train ourselves to get away from because, you know, it's that whole common what what's that what's that phrase like sex sells you know basically it does unfortunately that's the society we live in like we sex live in a violence society. sex and blood and guts <laughs> if it ain't got sex blood and guts it ain't selling forget drugs and drugs we need <laughs> drugs can't forget drugs but we here at cool nerd tonight not endorse drugs but yes drugs <laughs> drugs but you know <laughs> it, it, it's kind of funny you say that because you know when women kind of own their sexuality or they own now it's a problem now it's a problem you know Mm -hmm. and so it's a matter of you have to be attractive based off what how men see you as attractive exactly and if a woman kind of owns that then there's a whole entourage now she's a whore (laughs) right you know it's unfortunately that's the that's the seriously that's the whole thing behind it like when a woman who embraces her sexuality now she's a whore or the same thing like if a woman shows any amount of power and assertiveness now she's a B-I-T-C-H. She's yeah. not a dominant yeah, figure. I like that. It is sexy, but that's not how society deems you can it. Quote it's, me on that too. <laughs> there is a line, but I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. Okay. Say a man was assertive versus a woman being assertive. The man would get more respect for being assertive as opposed to the woman who's being more assertive. It depends on who he's being assertive to. If he's being assertive to a woman, he might go up to HR. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the mentality of society. See, this is about to go back into that whole Daenerys and Jon Snow debate that we should talk about later. No, we're not going to go into that just yet. But I have women in film. Women, I know. I'm not about to get into that. But um, (laughs) well, and and it's kind of funny how the evolution of film kind of portrays women like sexy from romantic. You know, for example, like back in the day, what's her name? Joan Crawford. You know, she Mm. was a beauty icon. Uh, Eartha Kitt was an oh Eartha Kitt, yes, amazing. You know, and, and they were seen as attractive. And, you know, Eartha Kitt was starting to get into that era where, you know, yeah, you know, she was portrayed as a sexy cat woman. Like she was kind of her voice. But yeah, (laughs) it was. No, I get what you're saying. Like like sensual maybe (laughs) is a better word. She was a very sensual cat woman. Right. And, you know, it's funny how like women, when they're given a high role or like a very big role, 
they have to have these attributes. But then you have male roles that are kind of allowed to be more flawed and definitely not as appealing. A great example of this to sharply contrast <laughs> A Michael Bay film, uh, Transformers, you know. Oh, my God. Transformers, you have Shia LaBeouf, who's this dork, every Joe, every man, you know. And then there's Megan Fox. And then there's Megan Fox, which, unfortunately, you know, you, you learn more about, like, her treatment on set. And yeah, I found out about that. That was actually pretty horrible. It's yeah. like, Tell me more about that. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hear about that. Basically. No, it's horrible. From, uh, she was over-sexualized. And he wanted her to be the, I mean, I don't have... Uh, I don't know off rip what it was, but I know for a fact. Um, I don't know. You want to chime in on this because I don't. Yeah, really, I can't um, really explain. Basically, Michael Bay was, would make comments about her and just a general like how pretty she, sexist. Comments. Yeah, you know, and how she was yeah. portrayed in the film. And that was Michael Bay saying Michael Bay. Yeah, Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. You can look this up. This all came out. But yeah, she made. She was live on television and was talking, talking about it. Yeah, so sense. yeah, lots of sexist comments were made by Michael yeah. Bay himself. And and, and, and it's funny because they were blaming her, even though that's the job she was hired to do. You Again, know, if anything, blame. you should point the fingers at the script. So women who don't even... So when a woman owns up to her decision, she's shamed. When a woman is just doing her job and doing what the paper who was written by a man is mm-hmm. telling her to do, also she is shamed. So she can't so win. It's she, a lose-lose situation. So It's, it's the uh, like the effect that, what was it, um, Monster's Ball? How oh, they, like, Monster's know, Ball. How they, how they did Halle Berry in Monster's Ball. See, yeah. I have mixed feelings about Monster's Ball. It's like, on one hand, did I think it was a good movie? Yeah, kind of. But on the other hand, it's kind of like... You mean she got this Oscar because, I mean, the yeah. biggest gripe about that movie was, well, she got this Oscar because she slept with a white man. Slept with Billy Bob Thornton. Slept with Billy Bob Thornton. That, I remember the whole controversy behind that, and they gave her so much crap for it. But mm. it's a good movie, but I, oof, yeah, that's another bad, good example about that. But I, You know, I, I kind of wish there were more female leads that were kind of, you know, and there are, they do exist. We were actually just talking about this pre-production but mm-hmm. you know Sigourney Weaver Alien is a good example that a lot of people talk about where she's a female lead and she's not sexy or kind of even attractive I don't think romantic feelings are even in the film at all I, exactly I, I don't even think there's a b-plot about it I think it's just her trying to survive and the whole exactly mm-hmm. her and sex and her gender are kind of put aside it's not about that and see that's a prime example I, I think when it comes to character building and building a character mm-hmm. there's a quote I read way back when I can't remember word for word so don't quote me directly <laughs> but apparently when it comes to building a character you don't assign gender right away you create the person with the flaws Mm-hmm. then you give it a penis. This is the <laughs> quote that I'm basically going off of. So that way you have a well-rounded character. So I think that's basically Sigourney Reaver in Alien and why it's such a well-rounded character. Well, wasn't it originally written for a man and then Sigourney I think so. tried out and they and they gave it to her? I think That might yeah. not be right, but I, I heard something about that. I, I don't know you, if that's you right. You might be right because I kind of heard the same thing. I heard the same thing also. Uh, don't, I think don't, that's true. don't quote me. Look that up on so your anyone, own time, but I think... That's what happened. So anyone who's listening out there, if you have the straight facts on that, please email us. Let us know. Put let us, us hit know. us up on the Facebook page. Because let us know. E- you know, even if it was planned to be a woman the whole time, I think they, you know. It still worked. The same still formula worked. still yeah. works. It's like a well-rounded, flawed character. Mm-hmm. So another question is, so does physically being tough make you strong? Does that make you a strong character? Well, it mm-hmm. determines, uh, it really hinges on what you deem as a tough character and what it doesn't mean to be a strong character i mean Mm -hmm. tough can literally be like you're physically 
you know, resilient, mm-hmm. you have great endurance or emotionally you have really good endurance and or, you know, and even strength. Some of them see that as synonymous. Strength and toughness is almost the same thing. But I would argue that, honestly, strength can is a little bit more of an umbrella term for anything that you prevailed a situation in your own way. It might not have been physically bulldozing something, mm-hmm. but it might also be like you cleverly maneuvered around a situation you meticulously planned and you were able to overcome an obstacle so for me toughness you know it it, it's kind of hand in hand but i'll say this to kind of simplify it okay you can be strong and be tough Mm -hmm. but you can be strong and have other qualities Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But it's like, yeah. I feel like society is so hung up on what strong is yeah. as far as physically being strong. Yeah. So a strong female wouldn't be a housewife. It wouldn't be the stay at home mom. It wouldn't be a girl who's not into being a tomboy. So I yeah. feel like certain movies, they equate a strong female role as someone like Jessica Jones. Not saying that she isn't cool. She's great. But to a lot of people, that's considered a strong female leading role where another favorite movie of mine that I love to death and I think should actually be a requirement that everybody should see if you haven't seen it already it's old but legally blonde strong female lead even though she doesn't embody any of the stereotypical what a strong female lead comes to mind a sword wielding doesn't take any nonsense tomboy doesn't that kind of stuff she's your typical girly girl who sticks to her guns and is who she is through and through who who her motivation through the entire movie was to get her boyfriend back at one mm-hmm. point, but then realizing her own self-worth and it no, no longer becomes about her trying to win her boyfriend back. It becomes about her trying to prove people wrong that she isn't just some dumb blonde. She's not a dumb blonde. You mm-hmm. know, she actually ends up doing a whole lot better than her boyfriend yeah. and actually succeeded in graduating with honors. Like that's, I think that's the overall message of the movie. It's just it's that a great movie. it's a great, it's honestly, that's one of those movies that actually surprised me. As how good it was because the message was so clear and I love the character development. I am a sucker for good character <laughs> development and good writing. I am. Yeah. So it's one of those movies like if you haven't seen Legally Blonde, it's highly recommended. My highly recommended list. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's like to me, strong females, not all not all heroes wear okay. real swords and wear capes. <laughs> they wear dresses and they make muffins. Yeah. <laughs> so. There are plenty. And I think a good way to go into that is going into genres like drama. Oh, drama's a drama's a good one for the not so, no, not so ballsy, shield wielding females. Because there's a lot of there's a lot of movies, honestly, that I guess you would say deal with that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, for example, like I keep going back to this. It's like I've watched Titanic for the first time in months, mm-hmm. and like each time I watch it, I kind of get a new perspective on it. And people give the leading lady. Um, what's her name? Uh, Rose, Kate Winslet. Kate, yeah. Yeah, they give her they give her characters so much crap because oh, she let Jack die, blah blah blah. And look, as I watch it now, it's like I understand why he had to die, and I mm-hmm. understand her strength as a theme and her role in this um movie. She was a strong character because she found the courage to leave this life behind and take on this scary new life. Yeah. So I could go more and more in depth with that, but there's a strength in her character all her own. But like I said, a lot of people give this character crap because Mm -hmm. to this day, people still argue to death that, oh, they could have fit on the door. He should have lived. The point of the movie is that he had to die. 
that was the point of the movie. It's it's kind of comparison to, you know, this is funny that mm-hmm. you bring that up. Mm-hmm. You know, you have characters, this is a, such a big trope, you know, McGrizzle, McDeadwife character. You know, that's an archetype. That's a trope all on its own. You yes. know, you have a male character who's like, my wife is dead and I'm angry. <laughs> yeah, I'm angry. And, <laughs> Grizzle McDeadwife, yes. And, and nobody argues. <laughs> and nobody, ta- they, they take them seriously and they and they take that as like part of your story and part of that background or motivation to do morally ambiguous things. You know, John Wick's a good example. Oh, John Wick. You know, and... Get killed his dog. The the one the wife gave him. Oh my god, that just made it worse. Well, and and the dog limped over to lay next to him and just died. And just... <laughs> like, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> I couldn't make it. I couldn't make it. Killed the puppy. I tried to stop him, John. But you know, when it comes to female characters and in you know the whole thing, and it's just like I feel like having Jack die was a good way to kind of end his, you know, and, and you know it's based off a real event, and you know. It wouldn't be a tragic ending if both your characters lived. It wouldn't make any sense at all. It would be a slap into the face. It would be like, what was the point? Why did I watch this just to have them both live? No, he had to die. (laughs) Titanic 2, the iceberg strikes back. It won't happen again, (laughs) we promise. But no, it's like, like, I feel like I get the story a whole lot better now because the more I think about it, like, yeah, Jack was a plot device. Right. He wasn't actually a character, which is why he didn't get nominated. I was so upset when he didn't, but it kind of makes sense why he didn't. But it, it, it kind of leans back to what we're saying about how, like, you know, women, when they're killed off, it's it's a justifiable, like, okay, like, yeah, she either had it coming or, oh, no, it's going to be a plot device. Oh, but man. with him, when he died, people were kind of like, oh, I, she it, killed him. No, guys, the science, <laughs> here's all these YouTube videos. They should have put the life jackets underneath the board so it floats better. <laughs> Who has time to do that? It's like, just accept that a character dies and... You know, they still argue this to this day. Like, get over it. It's a two, like cassette tape. Like I've been reading. <laughs> I'll watch videos and interviews with Leonardo DiCaprio, and people still ask this question. This movie is officially oh, like twenty something years God. old, and they've done far better movies. But this movie is twenty something years old. Still get asked that question. Like, how come she let you go in the end? Darn it! And just, He's like, I'm just an actor, guys. <laughs> you know, like, ask, you, ask James Cameron if you know. I know his head's all the way up and on the <laughs> like, side of the planet. Exactly. But ask James Cameron. I know he's insufferable so to talk it. to, but I feel like it's the equivalent of like whipping out their old baby pictures. And say, look how cute you were. Like I don't want to talk about this crap anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, you know, and it, it's funny that we bring that up because you know women characters are kind of. People aren't used to them being main characters and kind of having their own, you know, you know, their own growth and their own development and that they live or they prosper and all this and that. But then because we're so used to seeing the male perspective of that and the male heterosexual perspective, mm-hmm. the male white heterosexual perspective of emphasis, that. OK, you know, for emphasis. Add it for emphasis. I'm looking at you, Gavin. She went there. She dropped that mic. She went there. The men with the beards <laughs> and the sea. Oh, <laughs> and the pink melanin and the, the pink white. melanin. And then, and then, and then, I don't think that's how melanin comes. No. I don't know. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. But, but you know, it, and it, it's kind of one of those things where women are finally starting to feel like they don't have to be just plot devices that they can have their own arcs and they can be seen as relatable 
And even if you aren't a woman or you don't identify as such, you know, you can relate to what they're going through. Because, like, this all goes back to what you said. Gender and sex should be secondary. You know, Mm -hmm. you didn't come to see this film to see the fact that she's a woman. No, the character comes first. The character comes first. And, And that's another criticism people are having nowadays with women in media about, well... They made her a woman because, like, woke points. Or, you oh, know what I mean? Man, that oh, man. You know what I'm talking this about? This comes back to the Charlie's Angels the, the, thing the, that's the coming. Ba- the bandwagon. You know, this comes back to the Ghostbusters oh, thing. Oh, my God, Ghostbusters. I love that movie. I thought it was great, honestly. This is what's so funny about the Ghostbusters thing. Please explain. Uh, and like, then you, you open you up can, a whole I know, can here. I know. You're ready. I'm, Have you seen Ghostbusters? <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Goes back to the fact that women have a different criteria of what they're allowed to talk about, even in comedy. You know, you can have Mm. a great example. This might not be about this. Goes this. This will circle back to Ghostbusters. Okay, I'm listening. I'm listening. You know, the whole Amy Schumer thing. You know, a lot of people don't like her comedy, which I understand. Because they say she copies it. And and that is true. That. (laughs) But before before that that happened, a little louder for the people in the back. (laughs) (laughs) But 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 you know even with that aside you know her own original content um not all of it not all of it but you know there is there are some times where she does go on her own and you know it it is very raunchy humor Mm -hmm. and people are like oh it's not funny it's not funny it's not funny even if it's her own content they're like oh it's not funny it's not funny it's not funny Mm -hmm. and then you have god i'm like i don't know jeff dunham you know mm-hmm. the, the the ventriloquist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, right. You know he he yeah. does a lot of like kind of lowbrow humor, but people kind of celebrate him. I feel like women can't get away with that. I don't Let's know. Be real here. Women, you got women, gimmicks, gimmicks let you do things that you know they kind of take you down a path where it's well, like I'm you not I, get away with some stuff that you wouldn't normally even get away. I with. just, I just uh, uh, maybe a better example is like Daniel Tosh. That's a better example because I think people like Jeff Dunham because you know he has a very a lot of talent. And ventriloquy and, and all oh, this. Oh, look, it's that. a dummy that's making raunchy jokes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes it. it, it See how it, the gimmick takes it to another, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, it's a doll. But, but like, like Daniel Tosh yeah. is like, you know, he makes horrible jokes and he makes God, and you know, he has his own TV show. It's, I think it's still going. Tosh.0. Oh, yeah, oh Tosh.0. That's still going? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah, it I think is. it might be still going. Tosh.0 is still on Tosh.0. Which is funny because he does what like YouTubers do now like they're like oh look at this person on the internet let me make a joke (laughs) 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 Tosh.0 I I think it's still going on and if it isn't it it went on for a long time yeah I remember that what I'm getting at is that like if a woman kind of does the same brand of humor Mm -hmm. they either get no recognition or they are Amy Schumer gets the worst of it she does she She gets the worst of it which I'm not gonna argue like oh her content's stolen all this and that look I've seen the video compilations I get it I've also seen them there are YouTube videos of compilations dedicated several compilations yes showing that Amy Schumer allegedly allegedly steals other people's content which i mean <laughs> let, let's 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 be real here like like all male comedian sticks like how many jokes are you gonna do about uh, my wife am i right you know like nothing's ever <laughs> kevin hart does <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah he does kevin hart his, 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 about his wife abundance of material yeah. i'm gonna say like wife and kids is like that's like a gold mine in itself because every day's a journey yeah <laughs> so but cycling back to Ghostbusters is a great example of this women in media. Like, it's the same kind of humor. Now, it might be a little different, obviously, but I think people kind of 
They didn't like the change. And they argued there was there's thousands of think pieces on this being like, oh, they made them women because uh, the political controversy of God forbid women be the, the head. And I personally, you know, I saw it. It was OK. I thought it was OK. I thought it was really funny. I, I thought it like just like any other Ghostbuster film. I thought it was hilarious. I saw it. Um. In the park, they had one of those special live screenings out in the park once, mm-hmm. and they, they reviewed it. I thought it was really good. I yeah. laughed. I I thought it was hilarious, but, but I didn't see anything wrong with it. I mean, but there are a lot of movies like Ocean's Eight. Yeah, I thought I thought that was good too. Heist movie, great. Mm-hmm. Sandra Bullock. You have a lot of my favorite. Kate Blanchett is in this movie. It's you like cannot go wrong with Sandra Bullock. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. I thought it was a good one. You had Rihanna in it. You had Kate Blanchett in it. You had. Hot. I like her. Yeah, I oh thought it was a good movie. <laughs> but um, in the new Charlie's Angels movie that's out, I still haven't seen it yet. It's one of those movies like it's a remake that didn't need to be remade. Yeah, it's a remake that didn't need to be remade that no one actually asked for. I'm not arguing. Who were the original angels? It was the original original angels. Right, I can't remember. Farrah was it Fawcett. Yeah, Farrah I remember. Fawcett. I know Farrah. Wendy, it was, uh, it was um. What's her name? Um, old girl from Kill Bill, the the Asian chick from Kill Bill. Wendy, oh, no, no, you're thinking of the 2000. Oh, We're talking about the old, the old, the old, the old school, yeah, the, original, the Farrah back. Fawcett crew. Oh yeah, back back, yeah, okay. I, I mean, know. if you're talking about 2000 crew, like yeah, Cameron Diaz, Drew Barrymore, and um, Lucy Liu. Lucy Liu, yeah. my favorite. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but but you know. <laughs> but you 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 saw those think pieces. You saw all those yeah. like uh, the flame wars and all the unironic like uh, feminism is ruining yeah, my, my my TV. I know, right? It's just I don't. I honestly don't see what's wrong with it. I mean, I like the progression. I like mm-hmm. seeing women, more women in film. I I I like it. I mean, I like different takes on it. Like, what's wrong with an all female Ghostbusters crew? What's wrong with the notions? You know, eight mm-hmm. all female crew. I don't see anything wrong. I mean, yeah, feminism, rah rah rah, blah blah blah. But everything doesn't have to be so political. It's like Jesus. I'll say this: I think it's the mentality of when a film is not funny or it's not as great and godlike to the highest standard they have for a Ghostbusters movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's all men, it'll be oh, the writing wasn't funny. With all women, it's because it's the women and, that it's yeah. not funny. I remember it, that it, it being shifts, an argument. They shift the blame on different things depending on who's the lead. So men writing, uh, women, it's the women. It's the women. <laughs> it's the women. Just they, being there. It's like, like, like the, this goes back to... <laughs> like, I'm sorry. <laughs> this goes back to like the whole like, you know, Megan Fox thing where it's like they took a job, they read what's on the script, they didn't write the jokes. You know, they didn't write the script. They were given a job. They got hired. By, I'm, I'm assuming it was directed by and produced by men, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yes. I so, mean, it, a lot of it, oh my God. Screenwriters, I, hate, I think they were I, majority men, but I'm not entirely sure. I hate Michael Bay movies, period, because they're full of stereotypes. They over-sexualize the women, and it's just not good. It's Stick to what you know, Michael Bay. Stick to what you know. <laughs> you, like, you like to blow stuff up. Keep it, keep it to where you know. Because <laughs> most of all, it's like a stereotype that I can't stand. But after hearing about what happened with Megan Fox, it's like in the movie, she's basically a prop. She's a sex toy. Yeah. If I'm yeah. being if I'm being really honest, she's a sex toy. She's in there to look very, she's very just hot. and to lean over cars and look sexy Ooh. while look, doing gaze it. Gaze into her eyes and just be like, was okay. she was yeah. she in the Ninja Turtles movie too? She was. Yeah, she was. She it was. was. It was, was. that. Transformers. Michael Bay produced that as well. That's what I'm saying. Like I don't I don't know. <laughs> There's is, some weird is he typecasting. Maybe I don't know. You I know? feel like he does that. He, I was like, I feel like typecasting. I mean, the black jokes and the over sexualization. Yeah. Oh my god, the black jokes. But um. Mm. 
Not a fan of Michael Bay, in case you haven't noticed. Yeah. So, but I've seen his movies. Right. Okay. But on another note, so yes. Question for you guys. Now, mm-hmm. I've always wondered this. It's been a deep thought. It's been a deep down thought. It's oh like, God. okay, so I do understand oh, wow. that you know, in the in in the context of our society, how mm-hmm. they basically masculine, uh, they masculinize masculinity, whatever they do that to the oh. thought of toughness and strength. You know, mm-hmm. that's why when you think of toughness, it's like toughness is more like a physical attribute, whereas strength is more like just the ability to endure and overcome. So when it comes down to like how that's relevant to this conversation, it's like they seem to always since since those since masculinity is at the core of both of these words, they over masculinize some women in movies in mm-hmm. order to make them fit these roles that I don't feel like they necessarily have to. No, fit. it's like you can never be one or the other. You know, no. Well, you are one or the other, but you can never be both. That's the problem. It's like you're either a super bad A chick who doesn't play by the rules, who's tougher than her male adversaries who yeah. learned how to fight because of, well, I have brothers so you know I hate, oh, I hate that I hate right. that so that well I much have, well I have brothers means I get to beat up 300 pound dudes but it's like, trust me know. if there every single time I watch a film nine times out of ten if there's a chick who can somehow shoot a gun or is good at fighting or wrestling or whatever and the other male lead is like hey where'd you learn to do that oh yeah you know I got brothers or she had a dad in the military or my dad wanted yeah, a son I mean, my dad wanted a son. My dad wanted a son. I hate those. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, this all goes back to when you're talking about Legally Blonde. You know, unfortunately, women can't be taken as a serious, like, oh, finally, a woman I can relate to. Unless she's, like, super, like, baddie, you know, like, like yeah. but even that's ma- not- very masculine-coded, you know, mm-hmm. and... Like you said, Legally Blonde, it, people, like, I would consider that a very strong character. She's very strong. Yeah. She had overcome Absolutely. discrimination and the fact that she, you know, like, discrimination as in, like, people didn't take her seriously. Yeah, because she was, she a, was a blonde. She's a, not just a woman. She's a blonde she's a woman. Blonde so woman. clearly she's not smart and will never amount to anything. They told her that she wasn't smart enough and she should just stick to modeling and being in magazines. And not even her boyfriend took her seriously and dumped yeah. her because, you know, she couldn't be taken seriously. He wanted a brunette. Yep. And then she went to prove him wrong. Well, she went to get her boyfriend back. But then in the end, it turned into, no, I'm just going to prove everyone wrong. Not just my boyfriend, Warner, but everyone to prove that I can be this lawyer. I can do that. Mm-hmm. But um, when it comes to movies and, and television, it's like I feel like women can either can never be both. They can never be strong, but also feminine. Mm-hmm. The, it's like being a strong female lead doesn't mean... You have to sacrifice your femininity and right. sacrifice being a girl to be strong. Like, like for or, instance, with with the Alien movie, mm-hmm. I feel like you know, I feel like in in Alien, the main character Ripley was very masculine as a woman. Yeah, you she know was. what I'm saying? She was super masculine. Yeah. You, and, you know, and the fact that like just when you think about it, it's like why why is it that every character, every female character, has to get thrown into basically a masculine? You have to almost be a dude. Like at literally at the exactly, end of Alien, yeah. I almost felt like she was one of the fellas. I could high five her and be like, "You made it out, bro." It's like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, it's like that's, that's one of those situations. Well, and it's because like masculine coding to put on a female character because to have a female character be strong but like you say keep her femininity and god forbid keep her sexuality yeah exactly it's too that is that's asking for too much that's a lot of controversy you're now you're going into territory where people are like oh i can't believe that she's only being celebrated because she's conventionally a woman and (laughs) you know it's it's one of those where it's like I, i can't i'm sure they exist but I can't personally think of them. Do, can you? I, I mean, Legally Blonde was a good example, I think. 
well, as far as um, like kind of keeping your femininity. There's a the secret of Nim. It's an animated film. That's a good film. It's an animated film, but it's still based on a mother whose main goal is she's just trying to make sure her son is well. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to get medicine for her son. It's like she keeps that femininity by her. Like she's brave, but even though she's scared, but she goes and faces these challenges. She goes up against an owl to save her son. Yes. And she's just a timid little mouse. Little mouse who happens to be a woman. And her only goal is to protect her family and to, you know, heal her son, get this medicine for her son. So, prime example. That was a good movie, by the way. Great movie. One of Don Bluth's best movies. Oh, God. <laughs> the late Don Bluth. Wait, is he still alive? No, he's dead, isn't he? Don yeah, Bluth? Don Bluth? Yeah, Don I Bluth. Think he died. Yeah. yeah. The late Don Bluth. May he rest in peace. But yeah, fantastic movie. Um, What I will say, what I really cannot stand when it comes to strong female leads is how the woman will be so great at what she does. She's awesome. She's amazing. She can hold her own like the rest of them. But because of plot or whatever, suddenly the guy needs to come to her rescue and suddenly she doesn't know how to do any of her crime fighting kick butt moves. Yeah. I don't like that at all. <laughs> Matrix, I'm looking at you, Trinity, because <laughs> Trinity was awesome. And now she's kind of overshadowed by Neo because he's the one. I get it. But it's like I can't stand movies where the woman can clearly hold her own. She's mm-hmm. totally capable but then, for some reason, she gets kidnapped, and now she becomes the damsel in distress, and now the man has to save her. I I, I don't know why, but I I think of Avatar. You remember that one woman who was she was one of the humans, and she was like, I'm a bad you know I'm a bad a and all this and that. I, I think and I know she you're was in about. the she was in the helicopter, and they they killed her almost instantly. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's your face right now. They yeah they killed her. They, they killed her. They just killed her almost. Instantly. And then and then right. it's like. You know, and I don't know why I think I, I don't like that film. Um, I never like even as an as an edgy baby when I was a young teenager in my throes of angst. I was like, this movie is just dances with wolves with eight foot naked yes. blue people. Yes. What's up with the tail thing? Yes. Yes. I was, I don't know. It was dances with wolves meets so Pocahontas meets Ferngully. Throw them all together. Put it in the microwave and you have a baby. Sigourney Weaver Burn. was in that movie too. Yeah, she, she was, but I hated James Avatar. <laughs> James hated Avatar. Wow. James Cameron. <laughs> Sequel coming out very soon. Oh, it I hate that movie. I hate that movie so Disney much. Plus. I, I still argue. Oh, no. <laughs> I still Catch argue that people would not have remembered that movie wow, if it wasn't just pretty to look at. Visually, the movie is great. I mean, mm-hmm. it looks like one giant blob of CGI, but visually, it's Everything beautiful. Everything with six legs. But I thought it was. I thought the movie was really stupid. Like you yeah. said, it, it was, was Dances wild. with Wolves. It, it was, was Dances bad. with Wolves, Ferngully, and, and Pocahontas. You know, and that you know, you had that female <laughs> la- lady, the the alien chick. Yeah, I, I don't remember the, the cat one of the Navi. Person. Yeah, one of the Navi chick that he gets with. She was also kind of useless and only there to be like, oh, you. <laughs> You should have her. She she's the best hunter. Or this other woman. And he's like, no, I I'm love the dramatics you. right now. <laughs> it, it was she was useless, and 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 so was that one. Like I said, the human chick. She just dies. But then you know you follow this guy around, and it's just like what's what's. It, 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 what I'm saying is that like unfortunately women are very it's very casual and easy just to put them in the back seat. Like yeah, you're gonna be love interest. Go away. I hate that role too. Love interest. Then we have love triangles. Hate love triangles and anything. I hate them. Pearl Harbor. That was a. They were trying to copy Titanic through and through. That was good. You brought that one up. I almost forgot about Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. 
I don't like Pearl Harbor because I feel like Michael Bay was trying to do. I don't like Pearl Harbor because I feel like Michael Bay was trying to piggyback off of James Cameron's success, and I thought it was coincidentally that it came out in 2001, 2000. I think so. And it's the same premise, a historical, real-life historical event, but then you've got this epic love story in the background, only it's a trifecta sort of love triangle love story. Plus, it was really overboard <laughs> with, like, what happened. It you was. Know, it was It was criticized. It was like, they didn't bomb, like, like they were saying, they were showing, like, bombing civilian Areas which did not happen, but like, it's Michael Bay not, because not, <laughs> not, it was not. They made they were like, no, it's got to be more dramatic. So I want to be the new Titanic. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much right down yep. to the original song. It was just trying to oh, copy God. right off the coattails. Yeah. I love Celine Dion. We, we got Faith. Hill, we got Faith Hill <laughs> to sing the ending song. Right. He copied everything. He thought well, he could do what James Cameron did. Only James Cameron actually cared and did his research. Pearl Harbor. No, there's too many factual errors. Even though the best part about that movie was the bombing of Pearl Harbor, I didn't care about the love story. I thought it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Made no That's sense. That's the only people remember is the Most Pearl times Harbor the love scene. story is never good like that anyway. You know, I mean, in an action movie, like in a movie that's really supposed to be like an action movie, yeah, love stories be extra. Well, let yeah, me. I guess they try to give more. they try to give the story a little more dimension in it. You know, well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. This is the reason why Titanic is far more superior to Pearl Harbor in terms of the romantic aspect. Mm. Okay. So the first time I saw this movie, I already knew that the ship was going to sink. Everybody knew that the ship was going to sink. And James Cameron basically told you that the ship was going to sink. Spoilers, you guys. Guys, (laughs) it's 20 years old. The whole point. Spoilers. We all know the Titanic story anyway. Okay, but here's the kicker. Everyone knew it was going to sink. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. He knew that everybody knew that story, but that's not the point of the movie. The point is what you're experiencing at the time that it's happening. It's about mm-hmm. the experience itself. And that's what the old lady is telling you in the beginning. So he, she knows and everybody knows that you know it sinks. So the point is what you are feeling at the time that it's happening. You be, I was so invested in that love story. Even if it was three days, it doesn't really matter about time. That's a whole nother discussion. But even though it was only three days, I was invested in these characters. I cared about what happened to them. I wanted them to get off and start a life together. So by the time the iceberg actually showed up, I literally forgot (laughs) that this ship was going to sink. And I found myself leaning to one side, kind of thinking, well, maybe it's not going to happen. That's beautiful storytelling to me. When you can put the audience in that mind frame of making them forget something that's inevitable. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Now you're sold for the rest of the movie. Now you're rooting for these characters. You care about the people. You care about what's going on. Right. I think that I think the best part about that movie was the fact that since it was the love story and you know the boat's going to sink, you just don't know whether or not they're going to live or not. And that, that's the that point. Was really, that was really well, the, it, the, the question. It, it's you know it's dramatic irony because you know you know you know what's going to happen. They don't know. Right. And then it's like oh no. But I think that was there was some epic bit of foreshadowing in the beginning of that movie where like it, I said they told you they tell you from start to finish how it sinks so you know they put it in your head but then you yeah. become involved with the characters and you fall in love with the characters mm-hmm. so when it shows up you're kind of upset and you're praying against fate that it won't happen but you know what's going to so now you're kind of hoping that you know it doesn't happen mm-hmm. so that to me is what makes it far superior than Pearl Harbor because I did not care about these two I didn't care about this relationship this triangle wasn't it yeah it was, yeah, it was a triangle. triangle at first it was ben affleck and kate beckinsale then i guess he died and then his best friend moved in thinking <laughs> that he died like yeah hey. so i'm not dead after all uh so can we pick up where we left oh <laughs> this is awkward oh and the this is the part that i thought was so messed up in the movie 
he told he didn't tell his best friend, I guess, that um, Kate Beckinsale's character was pregnant and waited till he was like dying. Like, you can't die because you're going to be a father. Oh, you douche. You couldn't think to tell me that before I went off. Then I have a reason to actually fight and live. No, jerk. <laughs> it's kind of the same premise in uh, Armageddon. Another Michael Bay film. I actually well, like I mean, that film too. by Michael Bay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was actually a pretty good one. I'll give him that. There's yeah. a little chemistry between, uh, was it, was that Ben Affleck and, and Liv, uh, Liv Tyler? Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. They had pretty good chemistry. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I liked, <laughs> <laughs> I liked, um, what's his name? The dad, who played the dad? Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. I liked Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis's relationship with his daughter more than I liked Ben Affleck with Liv Tyler. Okay. They had better chemistry, and then what his what the dad did for his daughter and everyone, all of humanity at the end. Blah blah blah. I got a question for you both. Okay, if you had to suggest one movie that had a female lead in it, what would it be? That was really good. That you really felt that you know was like one of those movies that you would suggest to look at. You know for. Uh, someone that just ordinarily didn't care for those type of movies? Legally Blind, hands Legally. down. Okay. It's a well-rounded, not your typical, you know, bad A female mm-hmm. who's just beautiful character storyline, I think, as far as her development and watching her, you know, being, I don't want to say ditzy, I hate the word ditzy, but mm-hmm. this blonde chick who's stereotyped for being blind and not measuring up to anything and mounting to anything only to come out on top and not only surpass her ex-boyfriend, but to succeed with honors. And actually in the end, the best part of the, about that movie was the climax in the, um, the courtroom where being a first time lawyer, just, you know, just going off on little faith. And she actually solved the murder case based on something that she knew. So she held on to her, who she was as a person. She did not sacrifice who she was as a person and instead she embraced that part but in the end she basically in the end she maintained who she was and overall she succeeded so i highly recommend legally blonde to anyone who hasn't seen that it was very funny it was very funny also it was very funny and i'll just say this and i'll let can say this no, but ask anybody because i i tell people like look i got that l woods i'm trying to get my boyfriend back in harvard motivation type thing going on <laughs> tell anybody that they know exactly what you're talking about i got that l woods motivation L. i got that l woods i'm trying to get my boyfriend back at harvard motivation and people know what you're talking about mm-hmm. that was a good movie it was um honestly i i think i really was sold with legally blonde i think is the the Honestly, I piggyback off you, you know, like Legally Blonde, because, you know, I came in here thinking like, oh, I'm thinking of Alien or, you know, all these other, you know, even, you know, Wonder Woman and the new Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah. and But then, you know, as we kind of had this conversation and this dialogue, it makes me think, you know, I like I think I am looking for more like women who keep their femininity and have their growth and don't have to sacrifice that to be taken seriously. No, you shouldn't have to because it doesn't being a, a strong woman at the end of the day, I think doesn't mean just wielding a sword. It means maintaining that femininity about yourself. Yeah. You don't have to be the tomboy who doesn't like the girly things and can hang with the boys and, yeah. you know, looks down at girls who like to wear dresses and get their hair done. Like, no, 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 no. To me, I would gravitate more to the strong housewife who's trying to yeah. do for her kids than I probably would 
for Jessica Jones. And that's yeah. just me saying that. It's like, I like strong female characters like Jessica Jones and, you know, things like that. Or Wonder Woman. But those are like such easy choices to pick because, Mm. yes, of course they're strong. Look at them. But to pick someone like Elle Woods. Thank you for listening to Cool Nerds Unite podcast. We at Cool Nerds Unite would like to thank you for your continued support. If you have comments or suggestions, email us at coolnerdsunite at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Listen to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And remember, stay nerdy.